thank you. Appreciate the leadership and the music. I, I was not familiar with that la- at least part of the last song. I knew the vo- verse part was from the old Jesus shall reign wherever the sun. You know, I'm used to that, but then it did some funky things that were different from the one I was used to, and so that was all right. But I uh, appreciate that. I like learning new songs. Is that <laughs> well, the dying once we all die? Always do all the same instead of dying once he all the same. You know, it kind of does some little funky things. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, you all have ever been around, you watch somebody's looking up, kind of what happens. Everybody starts looking up with you. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> I like to play that. And of course, we don't want to do that here. Might notice some stuff that's going on with the ceiling. Um, but uh, that's all right. Our, <laughs> that's what we're going to talk about tonight is looking up into the sky. Um, we're in Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. Those that are able would like to stand as we read God's word. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote all about, about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he showed himself to these men and gave uh, convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going. When suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. May God bless the reading of his word. I love to watch football. I'm a fan. I was really a fan yesterday when I got to watch my grandson play football. That was the most important game of all yesterday. And they did win, by the way. Handily, 37 to 7, I think. So they won handily. It was regionals. And they get to play again next week. And if they win that, then they get to go play for a tournament down in Florida. And so they're all excited, and these kids are But I'm a fan. I love to watch. I like to yell at the TV when I'm watching on TV. I like to yell when I'm present there. I get involved in it. And I get caught up in spectator sports pretty easily. You know, and, and they're exciting to watch. <laughs> and when we don't have any skin in the game, <laughs> it's easy to armchair quarterback. You know, I, I can tell them, boy could have done that better I could have thrown it why didn't they catch that ball why you know those kind of things I'm sure none of you all do that but I do um, we can't mess it up when we're not playing we don't have to worry about dropping a pass or getting hurt or missing a tackle 
because we're not in the game. Well, our scripture passage, Jesus had died and risen from the grave. He'd appeared to the disciples, as it says, over 40 days. He kept appearing to them, talked to them. He even ate with them, which leads me to believe we're going to eat in heaven. Probably a fish fry or something, you know, kind of like, who knows how that's going to work. You know, you never know, I may even like onions in heaven. I, I don't know. I just, uh, if you don't know, I don't like onions. I'm just uh, one of those little trivia pieces I know you all wanted to know. <laughs> but Jesus did gave his instruction, give his instructions to the disciples. He gave them special instructions what to do. And he, and he tells them that they don't, um, won't understand until later, but they had witnessed a miracle and they wanted to take it all in. And so there they were. So being a fan's exciting. gives us something to cheer about. It takes little <laughs> to, um, or no commitment, doesn't it? Take, when you're a fan, there's not a whole lot of commitment other than you're committed to your team. Kyle Eidelman wrote a book called Not a Fan. I don't know if any of y'all, has anybody read it? I recommend it. It's really good. And I, when I first saw the book title, I'm kind of going, wait a minute, I'm a fan of Jesus. You know, I'll, you know that, that was my first initial thought. But the whole thing is, Jesus, um, are you going to establish your kingdom now? You know, the whole thing was, I, um, was to think and rethink our entire relationship with Christ. It, it was all about how we like to sit on the sidelines and root the Christians on and keep going, and we like to be fans instead of actually getting in the game and playing. In other words, getting out there and doing the work we're called to do. It's, it's easy for us to sit on the sidelines and say, boy, them deacons better get going. There's things just ain't happening now. They need to get this, this thing happening. Or it's real easy to say, you know, we need more Sunday school workers. Or why don't we have more children in our church? You know, it's easy to sit on the sidelines and decide what's right or wrong going on in the church when we need <laughs> to be in the game. Why do we have it? How many have you brought in? How many have you done? How many have you? You know, we've got over 100 things to hand out to people that came to visit us here on Halloween. Well, one person doing that's going to take a long time. They'll have forgotten they came here Halloween by the time we can get through them. But if everybody jumps in and grabs a couple, three a week, done. You see what I'm saying? It, that's the way it works. So the disciples are thinking, Jesus, when are you going to establish your kingdom? Jesus has died. He's risen again, and they're still trying to come up with a kingdom like David had. He want, they want Israel set back up like it used to be, the glory days. Y'all been there? Georgia's finally getting their glory days again. They had them back when Herschel Walker was, was running with them, and they remembered those days. And, and, you know, we all remember times past when things were going great, and we do it in every area of our life. We do it in our work life, our friendship life, our own sports life. If I could only water ski like I used to, or if I could only snow ski like I used to, or if I could, you know, I mean, there, I used to be a mean skateboarder. I mean, I could skateboard. I had, when I was in high school, I skateboarded, did all that stuff. 
I probably ought not get on one now. But I see one sitting in my garage, which there is one in my garage because I have grandchildren. And I go, I'm going to try this. And my grandchildren are looking with fear and trepidation that granddad's going to break a hip. You know? <laughs> That's right. You know, um, many of you know I used to have a motorcycle. Loved it, miss it terribly. My wife just feels like I'm getting too old to be riding a motorcycle now. I think that's her mistake, but she doesn't believe that. You know, what I'm saying is we get to certain areas in our lives where we still think it ought to be back in our glory days, when we were really had it together, when we had all that. You know, I, I could get in a youth group meeting with 30 kids, and by the end of the hour Bible study, if I had never met them before, I could tell you every one of them's name. I cannot do that anymore. If I remember my name by the end of the hour, I'm doing well. But you see, the glory days, we remember those times when we could really do things well. And they were remembering, we want to see Israel looking like it did when David was around. They, were, they could not get King David out of their head. Who was King David? The mighty warrior king. Israel was in its glory days during King David's reign. Nobody messed with Israel. They were on the top. And many of us get caught up in that. It's easy for us to sit on the sideline and root for someone else to get, their own, their, get, in, get in there and turn the United States into a Christian, mission, Christian nation. <laughs> Let's face it, we've all said, boy, what happened to us? You know, why, why are we this way now? We used to go and, you would never do the, we'd never have sports stuff going on on Wednesdays or Sundays. They surely wouldn't make kids practice ball on a Sunday. They would respect it. Not anymore. But you know, Jesus always turned things around <laughs> and makes them rethink things. And so instead of just saying, Focus, he says, it's not for you to know when I'm going to reestablish the kingdom. It's not for you to know these things. Every theologian, every prophet, everybody's tried to come up with when Jesus is going to return. They'll tell you, well, I've heard exact dates. Most of them have passed already. Yet here we are. Most of us think, well, you know, we're lining up, well, this is happening now. This is, it's going to be... Without a doubt, it could be any day. Let's get real. We all know that. The disciples thought it was any day. 2,000 years ago. <laughs> you, know, you see, we all think it's going to be any day. And it could be. And that's what Jesus wants us to think. Because we need to always be ready. We don't need to just... But we want everything that... That to be right lined up and to do just as we think. Everybody thinks they know, but nobody really does. So you shouldn't worry about that part. What you should worry about is, I'm going to give you power to take care of these things. We forget the power we have. We don't utilize the Holy Spirit we don't trust him. We don't just depend on him like we all should. And I'm chief amongst them. 
I get my side where I'm, I can do it myself. Remember when your children were little? I'll do it myself. They'll stomp their foot. And they'll say, I'll do it myself. And you want them to have that kind of attitude because you want them to learn to do it themselves. But when it comes to some things, we can't do it ourselves. We can't do anything until we've got the power of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit in there. And then he's taken up in the air, and they sit there with their mouths gaped open. Right? Can you, I can see, I can see him out doing the same thing. There he goes. What are we going to do now? We're all alone. We've been walking with Jesus for all these last three years. Now, he's gone. What do we do? That's not what they had planned. You see, they had planned for Jesus <laughs> to be the new king. Make Israel top of the heap again. And here they were sitting under Roman rule, under Roman thumb, going, oh no. Now what are we going to do? We don't even have Jesus to take care of us. Those two men were probably angels. And they asked that important question, why are you standing here looking at the sky? So many of us are standing there looking at the sky, going, okay, what do I do now? We stand there looking off like, I'm not sure what's going to happen now. I'm in trouble for sure. What do you expect him to do? <laughs> You're looking up at the sky, what are you expecting? You think he's going to reappear? You think he's going to do something different? You think he's going to come back and get you? Well, he will. <laughs> but not now. I don't know if you all ever dream of the tiger. God, just come get me. I'm just tired of fooling with all this. I, I, you know, I, I, I get tired and I get, God, why don't you just take me home and let's be done with this? Or, God, why are you putting me through this? Why, Andy, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to be chairman of the search committee and have to look for a new preacher? You know? <laughs> you know? Why do I have to be, you know, why do I have to be chairman of deacons at a time like this? You know, why do I have to try to lead this worship? And I'm not sure what's going on. You know, I walk around the room and all of us can have, Lord, just come on. Let's do this. <laughs> come back and get us. Come on. Let's go. See, we're fans of Jesus. We're just not players. We're in the fan. We're sitting in the, in the grandstand saying, all right, Jesus, come on. Let's see it happen. We want to watch you take over and watch everything happen. And we'll go, hey, Jesus, go for it. Don't we? Come on. Am I the only one that does this? Right, yeah, probably. Anyway, they, <laughs> they are called to get into the game. They have to right now. Their goal now, their way of scoring is going to be reaching the world for Christ. That's an impossible task. Or is it? Think of what those 12 men, <laughs> those 12 disciples did. The Holy Spirit <laughs> came and gave them something that they did not realize they had. They had a power that only God could give. Folks, we have power that only God can give. We just don't tap into it. We just let it go too many times. And then he says, 
don't leave. Well, how can I get at anything if I don't, don't leave? Wait for the gift. He proved he was there. He had gained their trust. He gave them instructions. Wait. Don't we love that word? Don't y'all love to wait? No, we don't. I hate to wait. I just drove to Raleigh, North Carolina and back Friday and Saturday. And, and I got caught in all kinds of bad traffic. There were several wrecks on the road. And I had to wait. And I don't like to wait. I want to I get there. I don't want to sit there in traffic. I don't want to. I don't want to wait for things to turn around. I want them to just turn around and go. I want to see the church filled tomorrow. I want to see this happen yesterday. I want my McDonald's hamburger before I say what I want. We're in that fast food world, aren't we? We don't wait for anything, you know? We expect when we say we want it. What do you mean i got to wait for it? I, I think it's hilarious when I go... And, and order something at the drive-thru, and they say, well, that'll be three minutes. And I'm like, three minutes? What are you talking about? You know? Right? We laugh, but we kind of feel that way. Well, I don't want that, then. If i got to wait three minutes, I'll just get something else. <laughs> it's crazy, but that's the way we are. He promised them power. What kind of power? God's infinite power they can witness when they have that power now they saw power from Jesus they saw him walk on water they saw him feed the 5,000 they saw him heal they they saw him rise from the dead they saw him do miraculous powerful things and what did he say the Holy Spirit's going to come and do the exact same give you that kind of power is anybody else flabbergasted by that we have that kind of power with us you ever tried to walk on water my dad swears I did one time when I saw a barracuda but um but I didn't really walk on water I was just really quick to get out of the water but I've never walked on water I've never even come close. I sit there and go, wow. But I have seen young people that looked hopeless have hope. I've seen people that we never thought would accept Christ come to know Christ. I've seen people healed in miraculous ways. Our organists back in, in Waynesboro has had two heart transplants. Two. First one, after 10 years, failed. And she's had this one, I guess, 12 or 15 years. That, that woman should not be walking around on this earth. But God's not done with her. And she's walking around on this earth. She got to see grandchildren she never thought she'd see. Her youngest was in high school when all this first started. And they have children. I, I mean, that's what I In fact, I'm sure, I think her oldest was in high school when it first started. And then the youngest, 
She never even thought she'd see her youngest get married, much less have a child. And I think he's eight now. You see, that's God's miracles. That's what he has. That's the power he gives us. And when we have that power, we can witness to Judea, local, right? Athens, Samaria. Remember, they didn't care much for Samaria, but that was out there. So that, that must have been not just Georgia, but South Carolina or Florida or someplace else. You know, Alabama. You see, witness there, and then of course, the ends of the earth, the entire world. What did they accomplish? Those 12 disciples <laughs> have won most of this world. Yes, there are a few little pockets of places that have not heard yet. But let's face it, there's not many of them. I mean, there are, a, I guess in the scheme of things, there are a lot of people. But in reality, when you look at the entire world, we've covered a lot of the world from 12 people. He promised that he would return. That's the best news of all, isn't it? Jesus is coming again. He's coming back. Mysteriously, we don't know when for certain it's going to happen. We're not going to exactly know how, what it looks like, even though right here it says, you watch him go up, you're going to watch him come out. You know, I mean, so it sounds like he's going to come in the air and we're going to watch him come and say, all right, guys, it's time. What a great, that is, is that going to be awesome? Or what? I, that is going to be some great time. But we won't be bored while we're waiting. <laughs> he has given us plenty to do. We sit around bored so many times. It's easy to sit on the sidelines and watch the others go on, but it's also, it's easy to let others do it, but he has called us to do the work. He really has. And as I've said before, it doesn't matter what our age is. He has something for all of us to do. Sometimes we feel like, I'm tired, I can't get around, it's good, I can't do this. Folks, in the day of internet and telephone, there's a bunch of things you can do. I, there is nothing like somebody that's good at calling and, and talking to people and checking on them. Every church has got that one person that's so lonely they'll call the church office and talk for 45 minutes. They just do. Every church has them. That person needs ministering to. That person also needs something to do, and they could be calling other people and checking on it. And some of you are those people that call and check on people and can look into those things. These are very important tasks. He sent the Holy Spirit for all of us. So many times we think, oh, that's just the preacher gets that. Well, the chairman of deacons might get the Holy Spirit and our music director. But I don't know about anybody else, you know. No, it's for all of us. We all have that power. So it's time to stop spectating. Doggone it. I like to be a spectator. I like to cheer them on from the sideline. 
I'll go, 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 take these boxes, take them where they're supposed to be, do that, go for it, yeah, you got it, Wes, preach it on to them, you let them have it, do this, yeah, go for it, boy, tank, let's hear that music, let's go, it's easy to sit there and cheer them on and do all that, but guess what, tank, gotta have somebody leading the music, don't you, if you, you don't, they don't want to just sit, sit, hear us sing by ourselves, no, they need to be in part of it, involved, Need a choir, do a cantata, you know, it just doesn't happen without it. It takes a group to start looking. It takes a group to start getting things going. It takes a group to reach out to those around us. It takes the group to do anything. So, <laughs> what are you going to do? It's your call. Well, I can't make you do anything. I can say all the right words, do all the right things, but I can't make anybody do anything. What I can do is tell you that the Holy Spirit will be with you. You're not doing it alone. He needs us all. And what a glorious experience it is to minister with the Lord. It really is. You all know it. When you've do, done something that you know is true ministry, you walk away feeling like you're this tall. Why is that? Because that's the Holy Spirit working in us. And that's God's way of giving us rewards right here on earth. Think of what it's going to be like when we get to heaven. What a day that will be when we all get to heaven. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word. And, and Lord, help us to not just be spectators on the sideline, but to get in the game. Lord, we just ask you to show us the way and send your spirit upon us so that we can do the work because we know we, are, we have no hope of doing anything without you. We need your Holy Spirit to fill our lives and to give us the guidance that we need and the words to say and the things to do. You are a miraculous, wonderful, awesome, mighty God. And we worship and praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll sing a final song. It's an invitation if you have any decisions you want to make, but we invite you to come. Let's all stand.